What's up, Graham? What's happening, man? What's up, homie? What's up, buddy? Adam should be coming real soon. Yeah, I told him. For like 10 more minutes. How's your day, man? It's going. Yeah. Uh, got Brooke's account to to her blue armor. I'm going to surprise her with finishing off her stuff and winning her one of those shirts. Uh, okay. Reset. That's right. You did tell me about that. Hey, what's up, Adam? What's up, buddy? How's it going, Joe Wayne? What's good, man? Chilling, chilling. Yeah, another day. How's your day, man? Uh, long day today. I just, uh, what happened in your day today? What'd you do, Adam? In terms of destiny or just in general? Just in general, man. Talk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I was, you know, just doing chores around the house, did a bunch of laundry, dishes, washed the car inside and out, uh, fucking killed a bunch of weeds. Oh, geez, that sounds awful. <laughs> well, some of it was. I mean, I hate gardening, so that was fucking painful, but yeah, I like taking care of my car, so I had no problem doing that. I hear you. Okay, no, yeah, um, that's cool, man. You actually eat anything good? Because I'm freaking starving. Got any ideas? I am in the process of cooking a steak and corn on the grill. Oh my gosh, that sounds so freaking good. Oh, I still told you. I feel like I haven't ex- I haven't elevated to manhood until I like cooked a steak on my own. <laughs> That's dead chicken. Jeez, man, that stereotype still holds up. What about you, Joe? What's going on? <laughs> uh, I just got done getting my food for the week, so I'm meal prepping today yeah. for the rest of the week. That's freaking awesome. And then just grinding this this stuff for Brooke. I was working on my uh, steel barrels that I'm turning into a grill. Uh, I was just freaking grinding down some some of the extra burrs from where I cut them in half, which I've been meaning to do for a while, but that process is probably going to take a while because it looks like the rust ended up going up underneath all the all the paint, so I'm going to have to remove like all of it, all the paint off of it. Oh, jeez. It's going to take forever. Ooh, nice. Honestly, I was been looking forward. I was looking forward to, uh, you know, talking to y'all today. Uh, it's a long day today. Um, I mean, I had fun, sort of. I was just tired. Like, you know, I had an issue with my, uh, you know, with my card. You know, it was like some kind of like transaction on my card that I didn't authorize. And I'm like, oh, gotta cancel this card. Gotta make sure, you know, I get this money back on my card, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, just a long day. But you know, I was excited to come home and talk to you guys. But okay, but uh, welcome, welcome everybody to the sixth episode, I believe. It should be the sixth one. But welcome everyone to the sixth episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. I'm your host, Wayne01193, once again. And we got our usual co-host with us, uh, NavyMan914 and Grim Bones. Unfortunately, one of our co-hosts couldn't make it today. Yeah, I know him as Superflyman now, but uh, what's going on, crew? Say what's up. What's up, what's up? Hey, hey, <laughs> so yeah, today we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, not as much as last week, but uh, we got some things you know, we, we're definitely going to talk about that new K trailer. The, the it was like, what was it about the, the last stand of the or, or the or the last stand of the gunslinger or something like that? Oh man, that that trailer was uh, honestly, I, you know, when we, when we all heard about you know, Cade getting killed off. Um, initially, I just didn't really care that much. I mean, granted, he was the only Vanguard character NPC NPC that really stood out the most. But uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't have much of an emotional connection to the character. But when I saw this character, I mean, when I saw this trailer, it really uh, hit home. You know, I didn't, I didn't cry or anything, but I did 
ball uncontrollably. And um, no, I'm just kidding. No, but um, <laughs> it was a really good trailer. It definitely hit the feels. But uh, it was really cool looking. I mean, dude, it was just amazing. Uh, definitely uh, hit the feels like near the end when, you know, you saw Cade say like, oh, I'm coming home ace, like when he knew he was about to die. Uh, but yeah, so Joe, what did you think about the trailer, man? Yeah, I mean, just that line coming home ace, you know, referring to his son, which I don't know if you've done the, you know, the Cade statues or not, and kind of read up on that lore. But you know, he's, he's been writing to his son that he can't remember, which is kind of, kind of hard to think about, you know, like, because he became an exo to protect his wife and his kid. And then um, in the process lost a bit of himself. So, and I guess they, they died off a long time ago, but he doesn't remember how they died or when they died. He just knows that he had a son named Ace. Um, and then, and then, you know, there at the end, he says, I'm coming home, Ace. So yeah, a little bit of heartstrings there, but it's just kind of like, you just think about it. Like he's a very in-depth, uh, character. You, you think about Zavala and Akora and it's like, ah, they don't really have, don't really have a whole lot of background story, but Kate does. And then just the whole sequence in general, like the fight scene and all that stuff. I was like, I remember when they tried to do that with the Osiris campaign. I'm like, nah, that beat the pants off Osiris for sure, dude. That dude can't, he can't hold his ground against Cade. No way. But uh, I thought it was cheap that he got sniped in the jaw. That looked like it sucked. (laughs) Actually, no, wait, no, they didn't snipe him in the jaw. No, they sniped his ghost. He just got, he just got throttled into like a, a metallic wall. That's how it's no, no, no. He got sniped in the jaw. There was a part where he got shot in the face. What? I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, you gotta rewatch it because he gets shot in the face, and I think it's like after he like gets his ghost shot. It's it's pretty close to when the ghost gets shot, but he gets oh. sniped multiple. There's multiple sniper shots because oh, okay. his face gets messed up, and then he's like, "All right, now I'm pissed." Right, right, right. Okay. What about you, Adam? What do you think about the trailer? Did you even see it? I saw it. I liked it. Um, sorry, I just flipped my stake. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so I'm hoping that this means that it's going to be very difficult. I mean, if they were able to kill Cade and everything, uh, that means that maybe it's going to be a bit of a challenge for us, unlike Zol. So I'm hoping because, I mean, obviously we know Cade is a badass. And so if he was overwhelmed by the these barons and taken out, by the barons in there, like horde. Hopefully, that means it's going to be a big challenge for us. Um, I don't know. My favorite part was the fact that he speared one of the dudes with his horn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, especially after the the that little cuts or not cutscene, but dialogue when with failsafe when he's talking about his beautiful, beautiful horn. Um, <laughs> that it's just funny that they brought the horn back and that he he literally stabbed someone with it. So I like that, but. But yeah, I don't know. Like, again, it's it sucks that Cade's going to die, but I mean, I understand why they did it. And he did kind of go out with a bang. Hopefully. Uh, Literally. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, though, again, that means uh, it's going to be a, a fun campaign to kind of figure out what's going on and kind of track down all the barons and Prince Aldrin. Uh, hopefully we get some vengeance. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, it's, it's definitely looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, no, seriously, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you guys more for the most part. I, I really uh, enjoyed that trailer. I watched that trailer, like, at least five times back-to-back. And um, like I said, it definitely pulled on the heartstrings a little bit. Uh, it really was a cool CGI, you know, apart from my emotional attachment, you know, to Cade, or I guess to the progression 
of uh, Revenge, but uh, the CGI, great work. Great work. Like, it just looked awesome. Like, honestly, if they made, you know, uh, Destiny 2 uh, into a movie, just put a whole bunch of CGI cutscenes together and made a movie, I'd definitely pay to see that. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, the graphics are surreal, and, you know, it's just awesome. But, yeah, like, uh, we definitely need to get some more backstory on Zavala and, you know, Ikora and, you know, just develop some personality behind it. Give us a reason to care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I was reading something that it sounds like we're going to in this because it sounds like the Cade dying affects both Akora and Zavala a lot. And so I don't know how they're going to deal with that, but it sounds like the Vanguard is going to kind of be fractured and not just because Cade himself is no longer there, but um, kind of the relationship that Zavala and Akora have and kind of moving forward is probably going to be uh, a bit tense. And I don't know, you know, Cora might, you know, kind of distance herself like she has in the past and kind of go off. Who knows? But it sounds like there's going to be a bit of a shakeup. And, um, you know, for all we know, Cora and Zavala won't be the vanguard uh, for that long. They might, they might relinquish that um, kind of position and maybe we'll have all new people take their uh, places. I, well, I doubt the relinquishing their their spots i I highly doubt that well i mean when you think about it though with the way the storyline's working out right the the way that we've been saving the planet universe whatever has been by disobeying the vanguard for the most part so i mean i think the question stands do we need a vanguard i mean let's think about what does the vanguard do they just give us orders right gives they give us uh orders based on the intel that they have and that's all we really know. I haven't really, I mean, we have like grimoire to describe, you know, what they were and how they would do X, Y, and Z. If there's even much grimoire in either of them. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess, you know, seeing, seeing, I understand where you're talking, I see where you're coming from, but if anything, I prefer them to, you know, give us some more of a backstory to, you know, really like these characters. And I think if they got rid of them, granted, I don't think we would miss them. But at the same time, it makes you wonder why were they there in the first place then? You know what I mean? All right, just if, that, if that's the case and they are that useless, then just give us a reason. You know, give them a reason to be here other than just like being voices on a microphone, on a comms. Or rather than like be in the action with us, I'm sure that's going to be hard. You know, I guess, I, I don't know. Like they could just have them stationed doing certain things like they did in the beginning. I thought that was all right. We actually saw them in action for a little bit. It was, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It wasn't like, whoa, holy smokes. Like, let's not kid ourselves. It wasn't like, it was probably amazing. Like the first time looking at it, absolutely. But like after the second time you, you're doing it, you know, doing those missions on your second character, you're like, all right, cool. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, the Vanguard needs to be more involved with some of these missions, you know, like on special occasions. Yeah. But uh, Osiris can just go kick rocks. I hate that guy. He's annoying. Yeah. What a letdown. Yeah. Seriously, he, he looked amazing in that trailer. I was like, oh, wow, this dude is dope. Like how he was walking down the steps with his hood on. Like he was just a boss. And then you take yeah. his hood off and he's just Grandpa Osiris. I'm like, and... Yeah, I think him taking his hood off actually ruined the kind of mystique behind him. <laughs> as soon as we see the man no, behind the mask, no it's like, what the... Him opening his freaking mouth. That's what ruined the mystique. That dude <laughs> sucks as a person. He's such a cheese ball. Like, when I go through the Osiris strikes, I just kind of just cringe. I'm like, dude, just stop. 
Whether you're a god slayer or a neophyte. So shut up. Which is kind of funny because I actually like that voice actor in general. Like that guy, uh, because he's in The Mummy and everything. Yeah. I like him as an actor. But yeah, he's, I think he's a little too overdramatic in some of that stuff where it's just like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he was competing with Ikora, you know? (laughs) I should have, I should have tried. Yeah, well, I could have tried. What <laughs> <laughs> a freaking loser, dude! No, honestly, I, I I actually liked his ghost way better. I, I was kind of sick. Well, no, no, I'm not. But I kind of would prefer, you know, that we would talk more. Or again, like we, we've talked a little bit in Destiny One. Those of us veterans, if we, you know, remember, we definitely talked in uh, D One. You know, like when we uh, met the Queen for the first time. That's all I kind of remember. We actually said a few words. Yeah, especially to the prince. Yeah, because he's a freaking anyway. Yeah, I, I think there was only like two or three lines total in the entire thing. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's because they wanted to make it so we could see ourselves in the guardian, so that way you know we could you know we wouldn't hear a voice and automatically assume what they were, and we could it could be us, and we could like assume the the position. But I don't know. I think they failed. Yeah. I like it when you hear a voice. I like Master Chief, and I don't think Master Chief was too like distant. With the whole hearing of the voice, and it's like, oh, I'm not him. I think it made it more personal. Yeah, because that that you know that that uh, what what Bungie was going for, you know, regarding us being the guardians in the fantasy. Yeah, that, that that doesn't work. No, I, I not really. I don't know. I feel like we, if you want us to be more invested emotionally, and you want us to care about the characters, give us a voice. You don't have to, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know that takes time, and it's obviously money. And probably something else, you know, to make that happen. But I don't know. I figure it's, I think it's a good idea. I mean, but then again, even if they don't do it or ever do it again, I won't be, I won't be salty about it. But yeah, I don't know if you, uh, I hope, I happen to also see um, that there's going to be a launch trailer tomorrow for the Forsaken DLC. I'm like super stoked about that. I shared that in the band app. Uh, yeah, we. I don't know if you guys took a little look. It was, it's really nothing. You just see Aldrin's eyes, like in Ultra HD, looking at something, and then that's it. But uh, I'm super excited about the launch uh, Forsaken trailer. I'm just, whew, I'm excited either way. You guys even, you guys see that little piece? No, I haven't looked. I didn't. Uh, I didn't look at the band app. So, I mean, you're better off just waiting until tomorrow because I'll share it. You know, once we actually see it. But yeah. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about, guys, as always. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Gambit for a little bit, too. So that's another thing that popped up in the TWAB. Uh, Gambit is going to be available, I believe, September 1st uh, for 24 hours. So, yeah, so if you own Destiny 2, you can play it. I mean, I'm excited about that. And I believe by then we're going to have our new loadout system implemented with uh, the 2. 0.0 patch where you know they'll we'll have like different loadouts and it'll be a certain kind of way so i'm excited about that i'm definitely i just can't wait to try it out i'm gonna be more excited once we have different subclasses but oh man that 24 hours is gonna be just consumed with gaming gameplay i mean oh we're gonna get some footage of that oh man uh, adam what do you think of that i am excited i uh don't have anything planned for next saturday so my plan is going to be sitting on my couch and uh, playing some Gambit. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Not take any showers. Wear the same underwear. Sit in front of the TV. I don't know. So I don't know why you don't like you relating to the whole playing Destiny all weekend automatically means you don't take a shower or change your underwear. 
<laughs> you change. That's like, I don't know why you can't do both. Because that's what, what true about? Destiny fans do. I that's what you're supposed to do. True Destiny Joe gets it. True Destiny fans don't change underwear <laughs> and they stay dirty. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, all I'm wearing is this Xbox controller right now, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but then that's fine. But I don't know why you need to sit in dirty underwear. If anything, Dad, just don't wear underwear. And don't be on the leather couch. And, Joe, you excited? I know you're excited about about that gambit, man. You excited about that gambit? Yeah, I plan on getting drunk this weekend, though, so I'm not going to play too much of it. Yeah? Or I may end up just being home drunk and then playing it, and then you just hear my annoying voice. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll suffer through I'll it. probably play better, honestly, because I won't care. You just might write exactly. Yeah, you won't get it all in your head. You may get like <laughs> that's actually true. I'm like trying to, you know, honestly, I'm like trying to remember like what is the uh, so it's like you're killing enemies trying to beat the other team, right? And it's like you're kind of blocked off from each other, or are you in the same space, right? So, no, you guys are like so you guys are, are not in the same space, it's like kind of divided, but you guys have the same objective. The objective is to Kill as many enemies as you can, and the more enemies you kill, they'll drop moats. And uh, and these these little moats, you gotta bank as many as you can in your little area. And uh, on top of it, you know, and, and then uh, the more moats you bank in there, eventually you'll come across your mega monster. I forget what it's actually called, but the the end of the the, the goal is to bank as many moats as you can by you know, uh, yeah, you know, by killing enemies as they drop them, and then uh, you get your uh, giant mega monster, and you're supposed to kill them. Uh, before your other team does. Now, the, the the cool thing about it is, if you have a certain amount of moats uh, on your person and you you bank them in, um, a certain amount will will uh, put a blocker. I'm quoting it: a blocker. That just means they're going to actually summon an enemy on the oppo- on the opposing team. So if you put like you know like five moats in your little thing, then you'll probably send a smaller tier enemy over there. Versus if you do like oh twenty you know, moats at once, bam, it would like send over a giant, a more bigger threat. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the cool thing about it is you can actually invade, you know, another person's world and kill them. And from what I've learned is um, you don't have to worry about the enemies when you get to the other side. When you invade someone's world, you don't have to worry about, you know, their enemies because you're equivalent. You're, you're one of them. They won't attack you. So once you cross over, you know, you can actually try to deter them. And the cool thing about it is if you happen to kill them, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, that just makes sense. You're just deterring their progress. But, yeah, that's the, that's basically it. So I'm excited about that. Well, how do you – okay. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. How do you get to the other side? Yeah, because that's going to be, like, my primary goal. There's a little portal. Well, yeah, but – And, again, you have to, there's a certain thing you have to do or uh, you like to unlock it, and then you can send one person over. You don't have to, but you can, to, like you said, to deter and just kind of distract uh, and prevent them from, you know, killing their dude. I think the thing is, I think you have to uh, deposit a certain amount or get so far in progression, and then it'll become open. You know what I mean? And I think once your giant monster is out, you know what I mean? It's going to just continue to be open. You can just keep, you know, uh, you know, uh, invading each other's worlds because here's the cool thing about it. Um, so, obviously, once your big monster comes out, his health bar will be displayed at the top, and you can see it being chipped away as you continue to shoot at it. But let's say you're fighting your boss, uh, Joe, and I decide to invade your world, right? Your, your uh, boss is like halfway dead. If I actually invade your world and kill you guys off, or at least some of you off, it will actually give the big boss that you're killing more health back. So that's another objective. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of strategy going on. So it, it's the best of both worlds, you know. So I'm excited about that. We're gonna I'm gonna be on that for a hot minute, at least getting some clips. But yeah. All right, so the next thing on the list, we're going to talk about uh, where and how to get the new mods in Forsaken. So uh, we talked about this in the previous podcast, or a couple of them at least, where uh, I, we talked about the, uh, the the combat reveal stream and what that entails and the mods and what those are. And we're just going to talk about a little bit on how to get them. So um, specifically, this is in the TWAB. So uh, specifically, uh, year two mods will come from the following sources. All exotic armor drops, regardless of year, have a chance to come equipped with a mod. So that's good. Um, Non-raid year two legendary weapons and armor drops have a small chance to come equipped with a mod. So, yes, it's nice to know that you at least have a chance with a non-raid year two uh, legendary weapons and armor. So that's good to know. So there's a chance. Um, And it says uh, you are free to keep the weapon should that particular weapon and mod combo suit your needs or you may choose to dismantle the weapon to break out the mod for use elsewhere we talked about this before uh at least a little bit you know in terms of like uh, how to uh you know get a mod we touched on that very uh very shortly and uh it says alternatively should you want the item but not the mod you can choose to slot in a new mod over the old one so that's cool it said weapons and armor purchased from vendors do not come with mods so I, th- I think that's kind of nice. Um, it kind of it kind of halts your, you know, progression in, in terms of like you know how we all like save coins and materials for the next season. You know, hoping to just like get you know a heads up on the progression, which is nice. But me personally, I like the fact that I'm actually going to grind for my stuff and not just like get a head start just to get a head start. And like I said, I'm not trying to get a head start of anyone. I just want to you know. Well, you will be able to though. You missed the line in there where. If you have a bunch of mod components, if you've been hoarding those things, you can go get them from Banshee. Oh, right. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't skip a line. I mean, I was going to get to that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, since Adam brought it up, yeah, so it's true. If you happen to have mods, um, the purple ones, um, you, you can just dismantle them to mod components, and you're going to want those. Um, you know, I think you're going to – yeah, you're going to need those. Um, actually, so once mods uh, – I think once Forsaken comes out, the mods, the, the elemental mods that you have, they're going to become obsolete. Like, and you can you can just dismantle them. Actually, I have patch notes on that. But we're going to keep going. All right, so da 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 da. So here's another one. So I already brought up, you know, weapons and armors purchased from vendors do not come with mods, so that's good. Uh, if you have the mod components and glimmer necessary to feed your habit, you may choose to go straight to Banshee 44, the gunsmith who will have two mod packages available for purchase. Uh Let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, I gotta read this note. I uh, said so you may require you may acquire mod components for trading with Banshee. We just talked about that uh, by dismantling other loose mods. So armor year. T- so for the armor year two armor mods always drop one mod component when dismantled. Year one legendary armor mods always drop one mod component when dismantled. Yada 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 yada. yada. All right, so just make sure you have your legendary mods and dismantle them for mod components because ultimately the elemental mods are becoming going to become obsolete. You know, the elemental, the element that you have in your weapon is going to get locked, and the mods that you have left in your inventory are going to become useless. So dismantle the legendary ones, and you'll get your mod components to do some good trading. Yeah. You guys have anything else to add on that? Nope. That's what I thought. Nope. Yeah, good because I don't feel like talking about that. I'm just being honest. 
All right, so we already talked about, oh yeah. Okay, so additionally, just specifically, um, I think I did say this, but you know, as, as of the launch of Forsaken on September 4th, year one, armor mods in your inventory will cease to work, but can be dismantled or traded for materials. Year one armor mods currently slotted in your year one armor will cease to work, but remain slotted into the armor. They give us like a little uh, uh, a little visual to see what it looks like. And they, they turn it to like Paragon mods, you know, Arc, Void, Solar, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they said year two armor mods will be able to be slotted in both year one and year two armor mod slots. And that's pretty much it on that part. Okay. All right, so here's the cool things that I know you guys are going to have an opinion on. We're going to talk about uh, the, um, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, the patch notes uh, regarding our exotic class armor and grenades. Uh, there's going to be some changes there. This came to an absolute surprise to me. How do you guys even feel about, you know, the exotic armors for the class and grenades now? I mean, you guys have any opinion, any dissatisfactions with any of them? What about you, Joe? Uh, I mean, I know, like, Armamentarian, I was like, dude, can't wait for that one to come back. And then they totally, like, made it lame. Like, oh, make it lame. you only get one extra grenade. But before, it would give you heavy, and I think it's just something else. They totally Actually, no, yeah, back. you're right. It did give you increased heavy on whatever heavy you had. Yeah, heavy, right? dude. And then they were just like, oh, it gives you another grenade. But, like, if you already have, like, the other grenade thing, if you're, like, a Titan, and you got, like, two pulse grenades... And it doesn't count at all. It doesn't do anything. Like that's lame. <laughs> I think they should have just kept the the stuff the way that was, as far as like the perks. But they totally like took some of the perks, and not just that one. It's just an example. But there are other ones that they took the perks and they just totally trashed them, or cut them in half. I guess. What about grenades? Are you satisfied with the grenades? No, absolutely not. Because I used to stick people and they would die, and now there's no point in even having anything stick. Wow, you are trash. Get out of here. Get out of my podcast. No, I'm yeah. kidding. If, if I throw a grenade across the map and it sticks to your face, you deserve to die. <laughs> no. Get the heck out of here. Do you have I'm any like... idea how hard it was to start getting good at throwing grenades? But like, I mean, like, I mean, whatever. Whatever. I'm going to say, not my, not my fault your face is sticky. I think, man, I say screw that, man. I say the, the magnetism on these grenades in Destiny 1 were ridiculous. Like, come on. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, you know, it is what it is. I mean, but it definitely didn't take any skill at all to freaking stick someone with a grenade. Maybe a little, but not much. Absolutely not. From but I, I mean, map, it did. He said, he said he came. I didn't hear what you said, Joe. What did you say? I said from across the map, it did. Kobe. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that was just a Hail Mary. I mean, it's not like you were specifically aiming for someone. Uh, specifically aiming. That's why I hit you in the face. Yeah, sure it did. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, no, but, but here's here's what I think. You know, it's a grenade. If a grenade sticks to you, it's a grenade. You're gonna die. In real life, you're gonna die. Well, yeah. Good yeah. Thing yeah, but we got magical powers. Yeah, good thing this is destiny. Shut your mouth. Or <laughs> I put a grenade in it. It you won't know, do dude, anything, but it'll hurt a little bit. You know, dude. Honestly, like I think when it comes, so my my issue was with with those sticky grenades. I actually like how they are now. Granted, they are still they they can stick to you. I think the magnetism is still there. But the damage is toned down. Now, I did hear, I think, during the combat reveal stream that they are going to increase the damage of these grenades and tap them a little bit. All right, we're going to read on these grenades. I'm, I'm going to get a refresher just like you guys are on this and also for the listeners, um, you know, on what the grenades are and also the class of it. But, uh, like, well, let me talk before you do that. I, I, no, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. And I was just going to give my opinion on what I, what I like about sticky grenades now specifically. Um, what I, 
what I like about what I like about sticky grenades now uh, for the Titans specifically is there's an armor piece uh, specifically on the arms that uh, increases a uh, grenade throw gr- grenade grenade throwing speed and grenade sticky grenades explode on impact. I freaking love that. That definitely increases DPS potential. I think that's a very nice middle ground. And I don't I don't think that all classes should have it. Yeah. I think it's nice that I think it's nice that the Titan has that exclusivity. And you're I think gonna say that you're gonna be crying about it later. Mm, you said I'm gonna be crying about it later. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You were just crying about me sticking you in Destiny One. Yeah, but it's totally different. It's different in Destiny One and Destiny Two. It's still a sticky grenade. Yeah, but I don't I don't uh get killed, you know, as soon as you stick me. That's an increase I think it's a happy medium. That's the point I'm making. You know what I mean? I, I I think it was annoying in Destiny One because I mean it took little to no skill to throw a sticky grenade in Destiny One, and on top of it too, it killed you. You know what I mean? So there's times where I've seen grenades literally make 90 degree angles, and I believe you know peer to peer connection was had something to do with that. You know, but it was just annoying. You know what I mean? Granted, anything kills you repeatedly can be annoying, but that's not the point. The point is, it was it was way too strong. I think if you're gonna kill me with a grenade and it's gonna be one shot. Don't make it the, turn down the magnetism. You know what I mean? I think there needs to be a compromise on that. You know, yes, everyone, every class had I think had access to that, but I thought that was just lame. But go ahead, Adam. What do you what do you think about these? Uh, are you satisfied with you know the uh, before we get into it? But are you satisfied with the uh, you know exotic class armors or just grenades in general? Any dissatisfaction? Currently, they're trash. Yeah, why are they trash? So you know me, I'm a warlock. Um, no way. I didn't know yeah, that. he said warlock, but he meant to say target. Yes, I do float, <laughs> and I'm a target. What I'm saying is, like, so the vast majority of the warlock exotic armor is garbage. Um, there are a couple that are decent, but you know, there's like some like the, I think all the chest pieces are just I just deleted them. Like you look at it, and you're like, yeah, no, this is useless. Just delete. I don't think I've ever seen anyone use the exotic chest pieces. I think there's three for the warlock, three or four, and no one ever uses them because they're just terrible. Um, there's, there are a couple that are decent. The Nezarek Sin is pretty good. The Crown of Tempest, now that they buffed that's pretty good. You know, fitting aspects. Um, uh, and then, the, you know, well, and then for PvE, the, once they buffed those, the Lunafaction boots. But yeah, like most of the Warlock armor is just terrible. Um, and it looks like there's going to be several that are going to get buffed. So hopefully that's good. Um, the transversive steps are my favorite probably for PVP just because you get to go fast or faster as a warlock. And, uh, and then, so now instead of just reloading energy weapons, since energy weapons are going to cease to exist as we know them right now, um, it's going to reload whatever weapon is equ- uh, you're holding right then. So whether it's the primary, secondary, heavy, whatever it is, as you're running, it reloads that. So that's kind of cool. Um, but like Joe was saying before, the transverse of steps in D1 gave you extra heavy ammo or extra special ammo. It was either or you could choose. So the fact that it doesn't do anything like that um, is kind of annoying that, you know, the, that was part of our, you know, whole grind and kind of working to get the armor we wanted is to get the role of, hey, I know I like using shotguns more or snipers more. So I want to get the one that has that role. So it was, you know, just another kind of thing to seek out that now is kind of like useless um 
But yeah, so it's right now the warlock armor is terrible. Uh, Skull of Dire Arm Kara, I don't even think I've worn that at all. Um, but again, that that's another one getting a buff. So we'll see how that works. I don't know if you remember in D one the Obsidian Mind. Um, um, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. So the one it was it was a good, but the one downside of that was is it was based on quantity of enemies killed, not quality. So you kill one yellow bar. And it gave you energy back for one enemy. Hold that or if you kill ten, hold that thought. Ten... I know. No, I was gonna hold that thought because now you're getting into the patch notes. I was gonna go over that. You're yeah, sorry. Fine. Sorry to cut off your little stride. Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Like you're about to actually say what was going on. Like you know, I was going to go over that. All right, so look, my bad to cut you off, man. I'm sorry about that. No, but like, so we might as well get into it. So to change my classes, so look, we know the hunter, and we're gonna we can stop in between and. Give her a little opinion on that. And we'll get to that Warlock Helmet. You can resume on that. But give me a second. All right, so uh, for the Hunter, uh, Marksman's Dodge is going to be now considered a reload. It can interact with Kill Clip, Rat King, etc. I actually like that. It took me a minute to think about that. I'm like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? It, of course it reloads. Your... I was thinking about it the wrong way. So honestly, you know how you kill something with a Rat King and then you actually have to physically reload your gun um, and you turn invisible, right? Well, you know, you can kill someone with a Rat and then you'll just turn invisible. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, what do you guys think about that, Adam? Go ahead. I like it. I mean, granted, it just, you know, makes the hunters even that more annoying um, to play against. But, you know, the same thing with uh, Ambitious Assassin and all those, you know, Kill Clip and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, it makes sense. I don't like it per se because, I mean, I'm more of a warlock, but it does make sense. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's freaking dope. What about you, Joe? What do you think, man? Uh, I'll I'll see how it works out in practice. I don't really know what to think either way. It's kind of like, all right, cool. It, it sounds cool, but, you know, see how practical some of that is. I think it's very practical. There's times where I freaking shade step for no reason at all. I mean, like, just because it looks freaking cool. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm going to be definitely conscious of uh, that. It may be hard. I guess, I guess the one downfall is, like, kind of breaking down the monotony or, like, the intentionality of uh, doing it. Cause like I said before, I just I shade step practical, but like I guess the shade stepping intentionally to actually you know reload your gun and actually you know think of it as a reload, not necessarily a dodge or a spin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. So Celestial Nighthawk, that's next. That's that helmet. So it will grant 33% of your super energy back if a target is killed by the golden gun shot. I think that's freaking awesome. So it feels good to know that. You don't have to save your golden gun only for the boss. Um, I mean, there's times I don't really give a crap anyway. If it looks strong, I'm just going to use my Celestial. But for the most part, I mean, you're getting actually rewarded, you know, for it. Not only in terms of damage dealing, but it's like it's taking a little bit, you know, uh, from the Obsidian Mind pages. You know what I mean? Like a similar effect. You know, you kill something, you get some energy back based on that. Uh, what, Adam, what do you think about that? I mean, again, I'm not really a hunter, so it is what it is. Um, oh yeah. I don't think many people use Golden Gun in PVE type events as often, unless they're shooting at a boss. But usually, then if you're shooting at a boss, you're not going to be killing the boss um, with it, like with one shot. So, right. I think it sounds cool, but I think right. in practice, it's not going to be as cool. Right. I mean, like I think. Well, okay. So obviously, this is not meant for bosses. That like you won't benefit that unless you unless you are going to kill him with the final blow. But you know, 
regardless of the case, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. It's for, it's for those people that don't feel like holding on to their golden gun until they meet the boss. So that just makes sense. Joe, I mean, you have a similar opinion uh, on that for the I most mean, part. Golden gun is not the same as it was in Destiny 1. Before, I was, like, afraid of it. Now I'm not afraid of it. I look forward to fighting people who use golden gun because they either miss your shot or they, like, hit me and it doesn't kill me and then I kill them. So, but I remember before it was, like, Dude, it was like that area that they shot at was just like, it was like a pinpoint nuclear explosion. And it's just like, you would go running when you hear him pop golden gun. Now you hear him pop golden gun, and you're like, okay, dude, well, I'm going to throw a grenade at you. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Actually, it feels good. Actually, I, I, get, I, I'm the more, uh, I get really satisfied. I think killing golden guns brings me the most satisfaction than any other super. I got to be honest. Um, all right, so next one is worm, worm husk crown. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, hate it. Yeah, it's uh, the, it. the wussy. Or, you know, oh my gosh, dude. Crazy enough, yo, it's funny. I mean, I'm the kind of guy that will use something based off its relevance. So if it's that, if it's relevant, most likely I won't use it. Adam and I pretty much have like a similar mindset when it comes to meta weapons or armor. Like I'll speak for myself. Then, like officially, like 100. percent Like if something's relevant, like uh, do you guys remember the? Uh, not Jade Rabbit. It's, a, it's, an, it's an armor piece for the hunter. It's like uh, you turn invisible and you get rid of the Kepri radar. Sting. Oh, no. Gemini Jester. Hell, you're way I thought off. you said yeah. that you want visible like the, in D1, but yeah, never mind. Right. I know you're talking about, yeah, that bug arm exotic. But yeah, I, uh, I actually love the Gemini Jesters now. I think they're so fun. like, And they're fun because not a lot of people uses them. And uh, I don't know. I like how they look to a certain degree, but I don't know. I, I think my enjoyment off of these weapons and armor are based on relevancy. Anyway, uh, so the Wormhouse Crown it said will no longer start regeneration of health and shields. It will now instead will grant a larger health and shield bump at the beginning of dodge nice. instead at the end. Um, I don't really care either way. Um, I, maybe this will be better. We'll see how it seems like in, in practice. I don't know. I don't really care too much. I don't find myself, I don't find it that that hard to kill someone with a wormhusk crown. Are you kidding I, me, dude? I don't know. Have you played competitive when like everybody on the other team has a wormhusk thing? You're like shooting everybody, but then all of a sudden everybody just has all their health back. It's super annoying. Yeah, that's the thing though. I don't play competitive, so that's why it doesn't I don't I don't feel that strongly against it. Granted, I did play against Paul in a one v one, and I noticed it. I was like, "Are you douchebag?" Well, that's what it, but that's kind of what it's for, I, uh, though. Yeah. I said it's kind of what it's for. What it, I mean, that's what it evolved into being. It's for hunters use in the crucible. Right. I mean, anything used in excess, if it's good, it's obnoxious. You know, especially if you're going against it. Um, I know it's very annoying. I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm not even doubting that 100%. But uh, I just don't care as much. Um, I, honestly, I mean... <coughs> I don't know. I think I, I, I'm just, I'm just not as, I'm, I'm a little indifferent on it. I mean, I think it's cool, you know, I think it's fine. You know, I, I mean, I think it may it'll make things a little easier. Uh, Cause normally people, when people wear the worm, worm husk crown, they use it as, as a just in case, you know what I mean? Now, instead of you getting regeneration, you know, near the end, you'll just get like a, a little bump, you know, of health and shield like that, like at the beginning, instead of it getting it at the end, you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, cool. You know, I think that actually kind of makes it easier, possibly. I mean, I don't know. I feel kind of indifferent either way. What about you, Adam? About what? About the worm husk? Uh, Correct. Well, so I don't – yeah, again, I got to see it in practice with the new thing because it almost – 
I don't like when they say large, large is very relative. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what they mean when they say large amount. If it's going to do half or like, you know, three quarters or like what they mean in terms of that. So True. I mean, I got to see it in practice. Um, but yeah, like Joe was saying before, like it's it is the most annoying thing when in competitive or trials where there's four of them where because like Wayne, like you were saying, so in quick play, if you're just going head to head and you're right next to each other, even if they do dodge, yeah, you're, you're probably still going to kill them unless you're really terrible. But where it gets annoying is when, you know, because in trials are competitive, there's your much slower play and your more distance game. And all it takes is you dodging behind the corner and waiting all of half a second and your health is full. You pop back out and now you're full health versus someone who might be a quarter health. So it's and, and so that was where it was annoying. It, yeah. In the open, it doesn't really do a whole lot. But when you're, you know, shooting down hallways and dodging behind corners um, or trying to escape and you dodge like just behind the corner. And then as soon as you turn the corner, they have full health again. That is extremely annoying. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what, when, what, the, what the amount of a large amount is and whether or not that really changes it a whole lot. Um, because, right. yeah, right now it is just – I don't know. It, it is extremely annoying that every – pretty much competitive, you're running usually up against minimum two, sometimes even three or four hunters, and nine times out of ten, they're all wearing that. Like it's just, it is just so frustrating where it's like, come on, there are other characters and there is other armor besides that. So stop it. Well, it's not I mean, even that. It's just know. like, how do I, how do I fight against that? Like if somebody's using a graviton or like something else, I can, I can change my tactics to like go against that, but there's no way for me to really change tactics against somebody having twice as much help. I have to shoot it twice as much. I think you just need. I think um. I think you just need to get good. No, I'm just kidding. Get good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I trust me. I share your pain. You know, honestly, it's just the fact that I'm not in that environment as much as you guys regarding competitive. I just refuse to go in there, and I guess you could say that's part of the reason. So you guys obviously know I'm not in disagreement with you. Um, and you know what I think? What's going to happen? I think people are going to start using them you know, prior, like using them to, 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 uh, start an engagement rather than get away from you. I think people will still use them the same. Yes. But I think people will start to now use them to initiate a fight. You're like, all right, boom, I got a, I got a shield now when Dude, I chase no, them, I, let's go. I wouldn't even and mind it if, if they made it even in the game. So like, you know how, if you have uh alpha loopy, the chest, right? Chest for the Titan. Yeah. You, you regenerate yeah. your health too. But it takes forever for you to throw up a barricade. So if they made the animation for the barricade faster, it would be kind of like using that, but for a Titan. But it's not. So Same thing with the healing rift. Like, yeah, the Warlock has a healing rift, but that takes, like, a forever and a day to pop. Like, it's almost useless unless you're in an established position. You pop it before an engagement. Because once an engagement starts, you're no, there's no way you're getting that down. You're actually going to recover health before you're dead. Right. I think it comes down to the speed of how that works out. <clears throat> yeah, true. All right, well, let's hop on the Warlock now. So for the Warlock, you're, we're going to get increased healing rift effectiveness. So I guess that speaks for itself in a sense. I guess I mean, you'll heal faster. And there you go. I believe that that just, that's it, what dude. it sounds like. <laughs> 
Warlocks are way faster well, I mean, yeah. Destiny 2, dude. <laughs> they need to bring yeah, back the self-revive, dude. That was like the pinnacle, man. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, yeah. Uh, maybe they will someday. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, okay, they, they, more things on Rift. They say uh, empowering Rift now increases precision damage. Previously, bonus damage was capped at the precision damage in PvP. Like, I'm sorry, let me, I, I misread that. It said, previously, bonus damage was capped at the weapon's precision damage in PvP. So even though you're in the Rift, like, so let's say, as of now, if you pop the Rift, Empowering Rift now in PvP, and you got a headshot, it was already capped. Like, you couldn't, you wouldn't get more damage just because you're in a Rift. Now that they're going to be implementing that, um, you are. And I think, I don't know, I think that's kind of cool. I mean... Usually, I fight people in rifts anyway, but to be honest with you, the only reason why people would stay in a rift during a gunfight is if it's only a healing rift. Um, I think this is kind of cool. I mean, I think it's definitely good for hand cannons. Absolutely. Um, I, don't have, I don't have to worry about a sniper because usually you're dead. You know what I mean? It just also increases the time to kill. Uh, okay, so regarding the rift, boys, uh, Adam, what do you think about that? You know, healing rift, empowering rift, getting more damage. Uh, I mean, again, rifts are—I don't know—they don't work very well in PvP. Um, again, again, in, in competitive, it can if you're being very stationary. But again, the problem is you pop a rift and you got to stand in that little circle, so you, you become kind of a—it ties you to an area, or you leave it, but then then it defeats the whole purpose of rift. So it's the only time it really is viable is you know competitive if you're like trying to hold a position or you know you're trying to. Um, do it but you know again like i'll believe it when i see it when the the if they increase the healing rate or whatever because yeah right now once you start getting shot in that thing it, it's useless it, as soon as you start getting shot it it does not heal you quick enough to the point where it's it might as well you not even be in a rift so it's you know and, and then empowering rift yeah i mean again that but that that means you have to lock yourself in a position and so it is it can be good but it just makes it very limited in what you can do with it so it's in pve that sounds like it'd be great both of those things are great for pve but but yeah i don't know that but with the way the same thing with the titan i mean the the shields and everything those are much more pve related like yeah shields can be useful in like control but it takes a long time to pop it so you have to get there before an engagement and pop it like preemptively or you're gonna die before that thing pops um, whereas the, the hunter again, with that dodge and being quick, it is a PVP type of, um, ability. So it's just, it's just weird the way they have those laid out. So I don't know. Well, right. Well, if, if I'm going to go back to what you said about the warlock, you know, being kind of like, uh, being forced to be stationed in, uh, in, in, in a rift, if you want to use it in PVP regarding the, uh, the, the empowering rift. I mean, I think of it as a high risk, high reward. You know what I mean? Granted, I mean, you are stationed in an area uh, because your rift is there and the radius is only but so big. But, um, you know, the risk is you being stationed and, you know, being wherever, whether it's in the open or not, that's where you're going to be. You're at the mercy of where you're, wherever you popped it or your friend popped it. But the reward is the more, you know, more damage. You know what I mean? It's, and it's not capped. No, it's no longer going to be capped at the weapon's precision damage. You know, you'll actually maybe be able to two-tap 
depending upon the weapon. But again, if you're in competitive, um, as soon as someone sees that there's a rift there and they call it out, you're just going to go hide. You're not going to engage someone in that rift knowing that. So then you're just you're just stuck there, and then it goes away, and then you're like, all right, cool, it's gone. Let's go get them. I highly doubt that because people still walk into people's bubbles expecting to come out on top. Uh, not, I don't I think they like do much anymore. Do I think they used to, but I think once people started realizing, I mean, in all honesty, you barely ever see bubbles used anyways. The only time a bubble's really used is um, in competitive. Again, like here, like on the on the little what's it called, like the countdown little di- like bomb thing. I mean, dude, I still think people are gonna like just try to fight. Like, let's be honest. I mean. We, we all have some kind of if you're if you're like if you play pvp uh we all we all got a little bit of pride you know and that's because we want to win and we, we want to rep and you want to we want to see we want to show how good we can do well, granted, you don't go into pvp granted. to lose definitely see where you're trying to go exactly. with that man no so obviously look we know you don't go to pvp to lose but we also want to test our limits in terms of what we can do, and maybe we can try to, ch- I mean, yeah, we've all challenged somebody, you know what I mean? That's the point I'm making. The point is that, you know, uh, we, we, despite the situation and the knowledge of it, we do take risk. And when we, when we, you know, overcome the risk, we feel awesome. You know, I'm not saying yeah. we do that all the time, you know what I mean? But depending upon the odds, so if someone pops a rift and I know they have that there, I might try and see how well they are. And if, if they are, if they are sucky with their aim, and I keep I keep beating them. I'm gonna keep challenging them. You see what I'm saying? But if they are good with it, and I know that's them, then oh, okay. Then I'm gonna change my strategy up. You see what I'm saying? Just because they have something that I know gives them an advantage, that doesn't mean I'm not gonna try them. Does that make sense? That's where I'm yeah. going inside. Yeah. All right. So, oh uh, yeah, I didn't ask you, Joe. What do you think about that empowering rift? And you know, you already said the healing rift. You'll see, you'll know when you see it. But what do you think about the yeah, empowering I mean, thing? Adam's got a really strong argument, in my opinion. We'll see how it works out. Uh, yeah, we just have to see it in play, honestly. Yeah, true. I mean, hey, that's, that's with everything, right? All right, so what about – so we got the uh, Skull of Dire Aham, the skull of Dire Ahamkara. Uh, that's that uh, – it's basically the Obsidian Mine uh, remastered. <laughs> um, it's uh, increased – so, Adam, this is what you're talking about. I don't want you to speak on this and how you feel about this because uh, I'm excited about your opinion on this. Um, it's, uh, for this one, uh, increased super energy gain from Nova bomb kill. So that's already added bonus. So we already get, you know, uh, energy, energy, uh, from killing X amount of enemies, but you were, we're going to get increased on that. And now killing higher ranked enemies will grant more super energy. So can you imagine not only killing like a mob of red bars, you'll get increased already. But if you kill like a mob of orange bars, you may just get your super right back. It's like equivalent to that, uh, that hunter exotic, the legs. Adam, what do you think about that? I mean, again, it sounds awesome. My only concern with that is, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you remember when we've gone in like nightfalls or things and I've used my Nova bomb. It can't even kill an orange bar. So it's one of those, you got to like weaken all these dudes. So I got to sit there and like take them down to half health before I even use my Nova bomb and then use it. So it's like, it's, it's really frustrating where the only thing it's really useful on is red bars right now. Um, It, I don't know. I I think they destroyed the warlock in D2. Like I still love it. He's still my main character, but when it comes to like uh, PVE and, how viable the supers are. I mean, we've already talked about Stormcaller, and that's just garbage um, in PvE. And, Man, 
and Nova Bomb is the same way. Like pretty much PVE now, the only thing I use is Dawnblade. Um, and mainly because the bottom tree with, you know, when you kill enemies, it extends it. So it, it does help a lot. But so, yeah, the idea behind it, the Skull of Diamond Arcara is awesome. I'm really looking forward to that if it actually works. But again, if I can't even kill a stupid orange bar with a, with a Nova Bomb, unless they already have health, then it, it doesn't seem like I'm even going to use that. I mean, from my memory, sir, I hear what you're saying, and I actually agree with you. It could be kind of annoying to pepper an enemy down and then use your super. It almost defeats the purpose of using your super um, if you need assistance with bullets. Um, but I think that depends on the situation, too. I mean, you said Nightfall. So, I mean, yes, granted. I mean, yeah, uh, Nightfall is an exception. Um, I think, you know, that's definitely a problem. But, I mean, for the most part, I don't really have a lot of problem killing orange bars with my Nova. I usually use the other one. But then again, my memory could be foggy. So, you play more Warlock than I do. So, I guess I can refer to your judgment on that. Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I share Adam's sentiment about how they just made uh, Warlock's weak sauce. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, man, yeah. I remember, you know, now some aspects of, like, Nova Bomb are still pretty awesome. Like, the little, uh, little smaller Nova Bombs that burst off that surprisingly kill you if you're not paying attention. But that's, like, the only time they would kill you is if you're not paying attention. Um, yeah, I just, it's just weaker. I don't know, they need to bump something up with Warlock. It's like they took, it's like they took yeah. the awesome from the Warlock and they put it all in the Hunter. To make up for shortfalls in the hunter, and now the hunter is just like overpowered. I mean, not overpowered enough for me to not be able to slam them because I'm gonna keep slamming them hunters. But you know, you know, it's interesting you say that. I mean, you know, I think you know what the problem is. I mean, Destiny One, the Warlock's neutral game was actually pretty good. Some with the hunter, specifically on the Night Stalker. But for those of you guys, the listeners, and maybe even YouTube, you may not know what I mean by neutral game. Um, Warlock's neutral game, like uh, how, how they performed without using their supers. And it just felt good being a Warlock in Destiny 1. Like, it just, I felt surprisingly, yeah, we were floofy, but um, I'll always be, a, a for example, a Voidwalker. I, I felt a lot more agile. You know, the blink was awesome. I felt super fast. I felt, I don't know, I just, uh, the neutral game, and I guess obviously the sandbox was a little different back then. But uh, yeah, the neutral game, I think, was way better. Uh, and uh, D1, then D2 when it came to Warlock, specifically with the Void subclass. And also, on top of it, I'm super glad that they are increasing the damage and effectiveness of the Stormcaller. Um, they did say that during the combat reveal stream, and uh, Stormcaller is trash, bro. It is garbage. Like, it is just booty meat. Like, <laughs> dude, you're such, such a freaking joke. It is a joke. Hold on, give me one second. Uh, boom. Alright, gotcha. Um, yeah, uh, it's just straight trash. So I'm with you on that 100%. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. transversive steps, I think. Oh, those are the ones you were talking about, Adam. Okay, so those are the ones that make you go super fast, increase mobility. So they actually are enhancing more mobility. So that's awesome. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, after you, and there's another one, after you sprint for a short time, your currently equipped weapon will be automatically reloaded. I like that. I like that. I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, before, though, I think, I don't know if this is an add-on. I don't know if they're just taking away what it does now. But I believe, um, you know, I think if you sprint now or whatever, I believe it's, it actually reloads your energy weapon. But uh, anyway, um, I have no 
Yeah, fans, I, I like this. Not nothing negative to say about it. What do you? What about you, Adam? What do you think? Again, I mean, that's my probably most used exotic piece of armor for my warlock. Um, the only thing yeah. I, the only time I really don't use it is if we're doing like a, a raid or something, and I need lutefaction, I'll throw on that for my rift. But um, so I, I, I like it. I mean, I like that. I like those even more than Ophidian aspects. Um, although that may change based on the new um, melee uh, strength. So we'll see. But yeah, right now with the whole melee strength being like, you know, three punches, I tend to just not even try to get into a punching battle uh, with, with anyone or the warlock. So I like to use my transversive steps all the time because um, you can tell a difference now that they're going to make it even more enhanced the mobility. I'm really excited because, yeah, in general, the warlock is slower than the other two characters. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I get it that a warlock should be probably slower than a hunter. I'm not entirely sure how a titan beats a warlock, seeing as it has all that fun heavy armor and everything. You would think it would be a slow tank, right. but somehow it is actually pretty freaking fast. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm excited that it does that. And, uh, and the reloading, I mean, that's an added bonus, but... Yeah, I, I like the transversive steps. I use them pretty much exclusively. I just wish they had a stupid ornament that didn't make it so instead of being glowing blue, they were glowing yellow. Like, I just, it just clashes. I mean, I know it's kind of a weird thing, but it clashes with so much armor and so many shaders. I'm like, I don't want to have to have these things on and everything else of mine is like red or black and I got this bright blue or bright yellow things on. So like, let me change the color of the glow. You, you know what I was thinking? Do you remember, like, in Wrath of the Machine, the specific armor, uh, uh, the specific, uh, not, yes, the specific uh, raid armor, um, it could be uh, modified with different ornaments, where it will, like, the, the SIVA effects will be slightly different. It would affect the armor. I was thinking you wanted, you wanted cool, to change the armor, the color on what, Adam? So the transversive steps are that weird thing where they have a, like, I don't know, these almost, like, 3D little hologram, like, diamonds on the legs but the default is they're blue and even if you change the shader kind of underneath the leg like the pants themselves might change depending on what shader you put on but they still glow blue and it's very noticeable blue and then the new ornament is now instead of being blue they're yellow <laughs> but either way they're very bright and they're very they don't change they're either blue or yellow and so i wish you could change it to be you know red or green or purple or whatever to kind of uh, match whatever armor you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So look. Um. Let me see. Hold on. All right. So we're gonna speed up this uh, process. Um, my uh, my phone is uh, on a very low percentage, and uh, I don't want my phone dying mid podcast. So, um, I'll, I'll bring up the Titan. Uh, so the Titan. Uh, we don't have to go through these. Like we don't have to discuss how we feel about them individually. But uh, the Titan, uh, for the Titan, the, the Rally Barricade no longer requires players to take control, to take cover, uh, to reload. It now feeds ammo to your magazine over time. So that's freaking dope. Can you imagine uh, having the uh, Titan chest piece that feeds you bullets with an – oh, dude. All I can imagine is rocking that chest piece for the Titan that actually feeds ammo active back into rig. your clip. The active war rig. Uh, using an auto rifle. Yeah, war rig. And also using this oh, – Dude, you'd be shooting a sweet business for days. Um, exotic armor, uh, Helmet State 14, 
now grants allies an overshield for a short time during when they pass through the Ward of Dawn. So uh, they're starting to bring huh, yeah, that, looks, that looks awesome. That sounds familiar, um, right? Blessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, Mask of the Quiet One. This is something I stopped using a long time ago. Um, increased energy gained from incoming damage. Um, okay, that's cool. And while critically wound, now critically wounded, um, health will be granted from kills. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to hurry up with this one. I'm just going to read through this one for the grenades, okay? So, for the Axion bolts, uh, increased base damage. And they also increase the amount of time it takes for tracking uh, strength to lessen. Uh, flashbang grenades increase base damage. Incendi- so, they increase the base damage of the incendiary grenades. Uh, in- okay. They, just, they said that twice. Increase base damage of all grenades. And then it, it, it just put incendiary grenades. Increase base damage. Okay, great. Um, storm grenades increase base damage. <laughs> Scatter grenades retuned range and fall off grenade fall off ranges for the detonations for more reliable damage. Okay, uh, magnetic fusion and flux grenades. These are the sticky ones, Joe. Uh, <laughs> increased base damage. <laughs> yeah, you're freaking stickies. Uh, increased base damage. Uh, damage is now the same whether a target has been stuck or simply walked over a grenade when detonating. So, okay, cool. Uh, no problem with that. Uh, magnetic grenade now detonates a second time only if it's attached to the target. Finally, like, that makes that sense. Back, yes. uh, the se- yeah. Uh, the second detonation no longer only occurs on the grenade itself. It will no longer be, a- it, will, it will now be applied to each individual target hit oh, by what? the initial detonation. That, Ooh, wow. People are going to be upset oh, about boom, that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, skip grenades. Okay, da, 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 da. Increased impact damage if each skip drone impacts for a higher total percentage damage. Whoop de whoop. Void wall grenades increase the damage of initial void wall wave. So watch out. All right, so we don't got to talk about that. Okay, so uh, mis- miscellaneous uh, quality of life improvements. Swords will now have the ability to accept shaders. Whoop de whoop. Uh, whatever. Uh, adding a timer to the status effect for healing rift, empowering rift, and rally barricade to communicate the time remaining before they expire. I like that a lot. I'll, I just think of Callus immediately. Um, uh, wanted escapes from the prison of elders will remain. Oh, wanted escapees from the prison of elders will roam the open world, uh, but they will not drop rewards until September fourth. So. They're talking about, you know, uh, you'll see these enemies uh, rather soon, actually. I believe on Tuesday, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and they also increase the difficulty of Lost Sectors. Example, uh, the EDZ Lost Sector will become 240-powered. I really don't give a crap. Um, Zer. Uh, Zer will, um, <laughs> he will no longer display a vendor icon on destination maps. Oh, we got We talked about this, again? like, uh, outside of. We got to search for him again. Say it again. Yeah, I guess we got. We I guess really that, where's their websites uh, relevant again? <laughs> yeah, say or just use the Google machine and <laughs> and find out where he is based on oh, what dude. everyone else found. Dude, let's be honest. I mean, once someone finds him and they pin him on the internet, then we don't need to. We don't have to uh, play Where's Waldo to play to, to find this dude. Uh, he said, uh, "We'll no longer. Uh, Zer will no longer will be tied to flashpoints." So that's fine. 
I didn't know he. I didn't yeah, know he if was. it was like Flashpoint Titan, then he was going to be on Titan that week, or you know, etc. I do. I think it would be crazy if he, he made it to where Zur actually like walks around, like he's not stationary. That would be kind of awesome. It'd be super be annoying, but at the same time, you're like, oh, man. but then like if somebody stops him, then like everybody just like corrals around him. <laughs> Everyone just mobs him, just like bum rushes him. Get him! It'd be kind of funny. Like, I don't know. It's just a thought. I was going to say, honestly, with these changes coming, I, I got some more. But I like, honestly, Zer has become so irrelevant to me. Like, going back to uh, him being tied to flashpoints, I had no idea. Like, he has become so irrelevant. I don't need to visit the guy. Um, so here's another one. Uh, he has a clear purpose. He cannot. Well, I'm not. That's stupid. Okay. Wow. That's okay. I'm just going to read it anyway. It says uh, he has a clear purpose, but cannot explain it. Forgive him. That's something I, I don't, that wasn't even funny. Um, and now faded engrams will grant only pre forsaken exotics. I'll say it again for the listener's sake. Faded engrams will only grant, pre, will grant only pre forsaken exotics. I think that's fine. It's like the uh, legendary engrams you got in destiny one. So I think that's, I think that's fair, but I'm glad. You know, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll be definitely tempted to buy something from him, but I'm kind of glad that you know, you know, he's not selling exotics that are relevant. You know, for this. It, season, you know, so. they should do. They I'm okay should with that. It in there, where like, for uh, like a super rare chance to get in something that you didn't normally have to grind for, like a legendary <laughs> item. I thought I thought you were gonna say like Gallahorn. I'm like I remember when he sold it the first week it was here. I'm like I'm not getting that garbage because I didn't use rockets. No, I'm just saying like uh like say like the Nightfall weapons or something like that. Like you could do a faded engram, but it costs like a crap ton more, and you might get like a uh, mm. something like that. I don't know. Mm, I'm not really down for that. I think they need to stay specific with the the strikes because I can hear people complaining now. Oh yeah, sir. Oh, hey, he's, he, now he can actually have, you know, uh, Nightfall rewards or strike rewards. What's the point of the strike rewards? Like, personally, for me, like, I don't want that. Um, I see where you're going for that. Like, is it, do you, are, you, are you saying, like, it should be, like, like rare that it happens or, like, a chance that like, yeah. RNG is attached to that? Is that what you mean? It should be, it should be the same hey, RNG like as if you're freaking, uh, or maybe t- twice as hard to, I don't know. Yeah, no, I see where you're going. I, it definitely, you know, softens the blow, you know, if that's going to happen. But uh, I don't want that. Yeah. You're saying that I just think because you had idea. to do that one nightfall like 50 million times to get that You know, I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not. I mean, I <laughs> as corny as this sounds, I want the weapon. Yeah, but I enjoy doing it with you guys because you guys are my internet friends. Why did that sound fake when you said it? It was fake. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shut I love butt. you guys. Uh, it's already shut. So, all right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do uh, last thing Q and A. Um, we it's first time doing this, so this is like a work in progress. Uh, we we're not very famous, so we only have a few <laughs> questions. Um, we're gonna do the easy ones first, and then we're gonna do the uh, the most uh, I guess you know impacting one last. All right, so uh, Dead Man. Uh, asked us to tell us about yourself for new members and i guess he's talking about the clan um that's a very broad one he didn't really get back to me when i said can you do some ask something more specific but i guess you could say uh, i'll tell you about myself um you know i guess i'm, I'm a just an easygoing guy i like to have a lot of fun um that, that sounds very um you know very uh what's the word i'm looking for a cliche to say 
Um, but I'm very easygoing guy. You can ask anyone in the clan. I'm, I'm very loud, uh, very silly. I'm not very funny, um, but I definitely know how to have a good time. And I'm actually pretty skilled, you know, to a degree anyway. And I'm and I'm and I'm down, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm I, have, I, have a, I have a student mentality. You know what I mean? So if there's something I don't know, I have no problem asking, and I have no problem usually telling you what I think. Granted, I do have a filter, but if if like you are asking me a question. Or, you know, I'm yeah, not Wayne doesn't curse. Place. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I don't cuss either. Yeah. I'm a Christian boy. Yeah, so I don't cuss. Yeah, that's another thing you'll pretty much notice really quickly. Uh, yeah, what about you, Adam? Tell us about yourself. Uh, unlike you, sure. I swear like a sailor. Um, maybe because I am one. But either way, I swear all the time. I try to keep it PG on here or in the stream. But a lot of times if we're streaming raids that uh doesn't last very long um <laughs> but uh for those that are new to the clan they probably don't or haven't seen her around but so i do have i am married a navy wife she plays with us a lot too um but she's just been on a little break for the last couple months so hopefully now the forsaken's coming out she'll probably be hopping back on um so yeah so she plays with us too and it's uh it's fun but yeah i mean i'm in kansas right now middle of nowhere yeah. All right, Joe. Go ahead. So, where to begin? So, in real life, I'm a bomb and guy. That concludes the podcast. So Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh man, you are you are trash today, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a troll. Uh, so part-time internet troll. Uh, let me see here. Um, uh. Uh, I kill Wayne a lot in the Crucible. Uh, I don't even think I don't even remember the last time we like played each other in the Crucible. Actually, we should probably do that. Um, no, so I uh, shoot guns in video games, and when I'm not shooting guns in video games, I'm shooting guns in real life. We're blowing stuff up. Uh, my wife is Lady Grim. She's also in the clan. Uh, I think unlike some of the people in the clan, uh, I like Destiny for just the monotony of the environments so i do a lot of exploring um if some of you remember me from destiny one i was the one who was always finding the random glitch spots in the game and the like unlocked content that you have to like jump really hard to get to uh which i haven't really been doing that a whole lot in this one but uh yeah i like just getting lost this is my get lost game destiny is but i also play a lot of other shooters okay sweet um, next question is from Sammy1506. Um, you guys kind of answered this already, but basically he's saying, are, when are you getting married? Or if, if you are you married and when you're getting married, are you going to settle down? I feel like this was really targeted towards yeah, me. Married. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm not married, um, but I do want to get married. Uh, I, I have to find Wait, was he proposing? First. I'm um, confused. Uh, no, no, I think Rusty's the one that proposed at some point, but Wayne turned him down. Oh, Wayne, that was a mistake. You're gonna turn back and look at that and just—it is so easy to trip up that guy. Like he's it's so easy to like make him uncomfortable. Oh, I freaking love it. Um, that, that's why I do it. But anyway, I'm not married. For those of you that are asking, um, normally I would just say none of your business because I'm very private. But uh, no, I'm not married. I'm looking for a woman, you know. And uh, actually, I had a huge crush on what's her name? Uh, Anna. Her name? Uh, Anna. Oh, I had a fever, dog. My gosh, I was like a freaking 
child. Like I was like, oh, Anna's here. Anna's here. You're yeah. still weird. That's why she's not with us anymore. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not married, but I do plan. On, I'm 25 years old. And, uh, you know, I believe in getting married, you know, uh, young. I don't, I, that's just how I am. I, young as in like, you know, you know, early 20s and up, you know, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an advocate for that. But yes, I do plan on getting married. I'm not married now. All right. So last question for all of us. All right. So um, actually, this is from Rival uh, underscore M. Um, he says he has a couple. He's curious to hear hear our thoughts on the storytelling elements so far in Destiny 2. Not just the cutscenes, but also a little more lore on the various weapons. Um, so we're gonna it's a two it's a twofer. All right, so I'm gonna stop there. Um, my thoughts on the storytelling elements so far in Destiny 2. Uh, it could use some work. Um, he just said not just the cutscenes. Obviously, I want more CGI cutscenes, but I don't know. Um, I like the fact that there is lore available on the weapons that you earn. And I like the fact that there are scannables out in the open world. Um, I like that a lot. Um, silly enough as it is, when I'm not playing the game, I actually do miss the grimoire because those times where I would read the grimoire, and for those of you listeners that don't know what I'm talking about or never played Destiny 1, well, there was basically like a little a website where you can actually uh, read information based off of subclass, classes, specific events in the game or enemies or your allies weapons etc i mean it had the works it's basically like pokemon but for destiny you know what i mean um but uh yeah i I I think uh the storytelling you know could i guess i guess use more uh of that you know actually specifically uh when it comes to exotic weapons i know this is we, we get this already, you know, you can get a little bit of a lore tab on exotic weapons and specifically armor, uh, weight, raid armor and, and weapons. You can get lore tabs on those, but uh, this is not really answering the question per se, but I, I really think they need to, you know, have a, like a little bit of a cutscene or some kind of quest line or maybe just like a little cutscene uh, for like each exotic. You know what I mean? Like, I would just, it could be like something like 10 seconds long. I don't know, tell us, something, like, I don't know, like, you know, when you get it for the first time, and then you got, like, a little 10-second video, it doesn't even have to be CGI. It could just be, like, you know, something simple, like, oh, yeah, the last word, it was created by uh, this person. I'm trying to sound like my, that's terrible, uh, but I don't know. All right, so what do you guys, Adam, keep it short and simple, what do you think about, you know, I'll, I'll repeat the question. Uh, he said he's curious about our thoughts on the storytelling elements so far in Destiny 2. Not just the cutscenes, but also the little lore on various weapons. Go. Trash. No, the awesome. like you awesome. said, I, I miss the grimoire where I can pull it up on my phone and look at it. I hate that I have to like go into each individual weapon or armor and you know hold down the trigger and read it. Um, like it's it's cool, but at the same time, it got old really quick. Where I wish I could just read it on my phone or my computer. Um, and yeah, I mean the I don't know the just seems disjointed i i think the storytelling was much better in d1 um and i hope they get back to that with forsaken okay Craig, controversial saying you said there i'm right, gonna so keep it even shorter so here's destiny 2 summed up in one line all right you ready for this sure the traveler's awake sure. now what Interesting. Yeah, right. That actually uh, actually blew my mind a little bit. I'm not saying that sarcastically either. Wow. All right. So here's the second question. He says, also, what do you think about Nolan North voicing Kate for Forsaken? 
should Bungie stop getting high profile actors? Uh, does it take too much money away from the developmental cost? Um, that's interesting indeed. Um, I think uh, personally, uh, Nolan North, uh, his performance and uh, you know voicing Kate, I didn't even know there was. I didn't. I didn't even know. Uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Nathan that, uh, that played. Yeah, I didn't, had no idea that you know that he was replaced that quick. Um, I had no idea. He sounded great. Nolan North sounded freaking awesome as Kate. I didn't notice a difference. It's, he sounded awesome. Um, uh, I have no two cents really on that. Uh, it sounds very close. As long as you sound very close or similar or you sound exactly like the actor before, I don't have a problem. You know, if it was like another character, I'm like, oh, that's so freaking cringy. Like, what the heck? You know, um, should and as, and as, should Bungie stop getting high profile actors? Um, yes. Um, if that's the case, and if, especially if it, I'm saying yes, if it takes if it takes too much money away from development cost, because I personally do not give a crap if I recognize an actor behind a character. I just want a good story. I think it's just stupid. Like, oh, I wouldn't feel any different if Dwayne Johnson played as the ghost. Actually, I, pay, I may I may cringe a little bit, but at the same time, I wouldn't really care. I mean, I just want a good story. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care who's behind the character. I just want a good story. Bring back Dinklebot. About Nolan Turner. Screw that guy. Oh man, he wasn't. Sorry, go ahead. It's your turn to talk. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't. I didn't honestly notice. I got to go back and watch to see. Uh, but I didn't notice that it was a different voice. Um, although there was a lot going on in the scene, like there was a lot of other noise and enemies, so it wasn't like only him speaking. Um, but. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't care. You know, if it if it's really affecting the budget that much that they're like cutting corners, uh, yeah, then don't do it. Like, like you, like I don't really don't care. But if it's not like if they're not going to invest that money back into making content better anyways, then whatever. You know, get a high profile voice actor. So, it just depends. All right, Joe. Uh, the the problem with high profile voice actors, honestly, is just that you know. Sometimes uh, the dedication is just not there, which sucks. Yeah, good you know, point, actually. I didn't think of that because they're right. always well, wanted you think about, like, that. so, like, think of the character, like, Wolverine, right? Hugh Jackman owns that freaking character. Like, owns it. Anytime there's, like, Wolverine, it's Hugh Jackman. Well, until, like, he said recently he's not going to do it anymore. But, like, he owned it for, like, a decade. You know, that was him. He... Anytime there was Wolverine, it was Hugh Jackman. Uh, you don't have that with a lot of other people, you know? Yeah. True. Plus, it's also different, though. Uh, well, maybe it's, you can agree or disagree. But, uh, I mean, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's, it, it hits or, as hard. Or, or the character. I, I feel like, I don't know. Uh, actually, I don't really give a crap. Yeah. Anything no, else want to add, Joe? Next question. <laughs> Okay, that's it. We only had three questions so far, but I really want to harp down on getting more questions. Like I said, it doesn't just have to be about destiny. I do want to thank people uh, for asking the questions. Appreciate it. You know, Deadman, Sammy, and Rival. I do appreciate those questions. I'm going to keep asking more, and we're going to definitely definitely do more of those. But, guys, that was it. Uh, we're, we're over an hour, and uh, I, I've had a good time. You know, these, these uh, was, I thought it was going to be a shorter podcast, to be honest with you. But um, you guys always have good perspectives. And believe it or not, you guys sometimes even change my mind on the spot, you know, uh, regarding what I think. Or it may, you make me ponder uh, some of these, uh, you know, uh, things that I didn't really give a second thought to, you know. 
yeah, so your, your perspective is always appreciated. You know what I mean? Like, I hate listening to a podcast where everyone agrees on everything. And, and uh, at the same time, like, I'm not trying – I don't play devil's advocate just to play it, you know, to bring controversy. But uh, keep telling us what you think, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, concerning you two guys. Uh, and Paul, obviously, you know, he has no problem. Like, when you told me you brought up the sticky grenade thing, I, I totally – you know, I'm not – you hurt me. I wasn't really down for that. You know, how it was in Destiny 1, I'm more satisfied in Destiny 2 regarding – um, the Titan character and the exclusivity of that, where the Titan can only do this specific thing. And um, I like that. You know, it creates real dialogue. It's not like, oh, hey, guys, we all get along. And, uh, yeah, um, we all uh, like the same thing. If that was the case, this podcast would be over, like, in, like, 20 minutes. Um, and plus, with Adam's long-winded self, uh, I'm long-winded, too, but I, it makes, <laughs> I can make fun of Adam for it. That's why I'm surprised uh, you yeah, thought no, that this was going to be a shorter podcast. The only time the podcast has been short is when I haven't been on it. That is somewhat true, but the last time you weren't on it, it was like over an hour. It was about this. It was about this long. Which means what happened if I would have uh, been here would have been two hours. Yeah, dude, my battery would have died. My gosh, but yeah. All right, so uh, that's pretty much going to sum it up right there. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in for the sixth episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. I want to give a big shout out and thanks to my co-host Navy Man Nine One Four and Grim Bones. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate your time. And uh, we will see you guys next time. And until then, we will see you guys in Warlock orbit. Master Race, baby. <laughs> I'm about to smash uh, some in Warlock. Your dreams. In your dreams, loser. Peace. Thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. If you guys want to indulge some more in other social media platforms, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just type in Orbs for Days and you'll find us. You can also find me personally on Twitch, gaming live at Wayne01193. If you guys want to stay updated with my gaming schedule and just content updates, uh, just type in at Wayne01193 on Twitter. That's it. Thanks, guys.